a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today and uh, really excited for this next conversation. Of course, yesterday uh, was D Day, and uh, we never, no matter how much we cover that, it's not enough. Uh, I think this is part of a critical remembering that we need in our country. And so we wanted to stay with that conversation a little bit longer today. Very pleased to be joined by Congressman Chris Stewart, who I think has a unique perspective in terms of our military and our history and the essence of uh, what this country is and, and is about. And uh, he joins us on the line today. Congressman, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's always great to be with you. Thank you, sir, for the invitation. Uh, well, you know, we, we're losing so many of that greatest generation uh, out of World War II. And uh, I wanted to hit a, a couple of things along those lines uh, today. You uh, were fo- have been focused on the uh, Ghost Army Congressional Gold Medal Act, uh, which has passed the House, and a uh, very interesting story in terms of a, a top-secret World War II unit. Uh, tell us just a little bit about that and why it's important to remember yeah. this group. Well, I, I think that this Ghost Army, and I, and I want to give some details on that, but I think they are emblematic of, of much of the history, much of the character. You know, we call them the greatest generation. It's really a phrase that, you know, I, I suppose it's probably true, but I, I don't think they're the only great generation. Mm-hmm. But those who were involved with the invasion of Normandy, D-Day, they truly were the greatest of the greatest generation. I mean, those young men sitting in some of those amphibious landing craft, they had been told, and it turned out to be true, that they expected 80, 90 percent casualty rates in some of those units. Mm. Um, And it's hard for us to imagine the character and the bravery, the courage it took to still get in that craft and head across the channel in order to liberate Europe. And, uh, and it changed the world. So, you know, thanks for, thanks for mentioning that, Boyd. And, I, and you're right. I mean, we take entire months to celebrate other worthy causes. We surely can take a day to, to celebrate and remember the invasion of Normandy. But to, back to your question about the Ghost Army, this is a, a great story of a unit that was used to, they were using counterintelligence and deception in order to fool uh, the uh, the Nazis and, and the ally, uh, other Axis uh, armies. And, and uh, they were credited with saving thousands of lives, and yet their story was never told because it was for 50 years it was classified. And, and I think we're going to be able to give them the Congressional Gold Medal for what they've done. There's only 11 of them who are still alive, including one here in Utah. And, uh, and it's going to be fun to give them the recognition they deserve. Uh, and they surely do. I mean, if ever there was a uh, an army that stood eye to eye with the axis of evil was the way you've described it. Uh, they literally saved thousands of lives and uh, and helped defeat fascism in Europe. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, I, I remember I had this experience with my dad. I, I think, you know, this boy, I always wear his wings. He was a pilot in World War II, and I wear his wings as kind of a memory and a, and a tribute to him and his and others who served with him. But when I was young, I had this great blessing of growing up with him as, and milking cows together, working on the farm. And I remember I was probably 11 or 12, and I said something like, as he was talking about he and mom's experience in World War II and how frightened they were, and I said, well, Dad, I mean, surely you guys knew you were going to win the war. Was, you know, you, you didn't ever doubt that. And he said, no, 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 that's not true. We didn't know we'd win. Uh, we we first thought the first 18 months of the war, it was defeat after defeat after defeat. We were training our soldiers with broomsticks, and a lot of them were bare feet. Uh, we were up against the greatest army the world had ever been uh, had ever been assembled. We didn't know for sure that we would win the war, and I think again, it's looking back, we take it for granted. But in the moment, those brave men and women who fought and sacrificed, whether in the army or those who were sacrificing at home, they didn't know that they'd win. But they, again, they had the courage, boy, to go go forward and to move forward into the fight. And, and it's uh, it's great to remember that. Yeah, and and don't you think that it's uh, to me it's interesting that. Uh, uh, and I'm so glad you shared that uh, experience with your dad because I, I do think there is sort of that feeling of, well, of course we were going to win this. Of course this was going to happen. Uh, but most of the great and really heroic moments in American history happened when things were were not certain. They were they were surely in the other direction of the, if you were placing odds on anything. Uh, and then yeah. this, the way you've described that in, in terms of this was a group that was willing – to do that in spite of the odds, in spite of the difficulties, because they knew it was the right thing. And have we lost, have we become soft in that space? Are we, are we only interested in running to the front of the parade when we're winning? Are we willing to actually show up uh, and cross the channel uh, knowing that 90% uh, may be casualties? Yeah, and I think the answer to that question is in, in many ways, and I would say even in most ways, we have become soft because of the circumstances that we live in and find ourselves. But that doesn't mean that, once again, we can't re- recapture that edge and that hardness. In fact, I fully expect that we will. Look, the people in the American Revolution were going against the greatest uh, nation in the world at the time. They didn't know if they could win. Abraham Lincoln didn't know if he could keep the Union together. World War II, the Cold War, Ronald Reagan... Pope John Paul, Margaret Thatcher didn't know if they could win against uh, against communist Russia. It, that's what makes these moments great, is that they didn't know in the moment. And yet, as you said, Boyd, they did the right thing. That's what Americans have always done. And, and I think we're at a crucible point in, in our history right now. And I expect the American people will once again do the right thing as we are in this what I what I consider in many ways almost a final fight for freedom that is beginning to build before us. Oh, it's so important. Uh, give us just a, a quick update. I do want to close the loop on uh, this ghost army and them getting that. I know that's past the House now. Uh, and uh, what do you expect to see uh, in the Senate? Does that look like it will move through swiftly? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And there's a lot of competition for these uh, these congressional gold medals. They only award, I think, it's one a year, but we do have sponsors in the Senate. We expect to get uh, Senate support. We had, I don't know, 390 or I, I, I really can't remember, but we had enormous support in the House. That indicates to the Senate that, uh, that the House was unified behind this. And we hope that sometime and maybe even by as soon as the end of summer, we're able to get this to the president's desk. Uh, that would be fantastic. And uh, as you said, if there's only 11 of those uh, brave souls left, uh, we need to honor them uh, now and uh, well into the future uh, also. 
Uh, Representative Chris Stewart, yeah. we appreciate you taking uh, time out on a, an in-state work day. I know uh, that's a those are busy days. People always call that recess, and I always reject that because uh, I think the work is <laughs> is even more significant. significant right. The day that's is longer right. when you're in-state. But thanks for joining us. But this is a crit- critical home. piece. Thank you, sir. All right. Again, that's Representative Chris Stewart. Uh, great insight as always. Great perspective uh, in terms of uh, those brave men and women uh, who fought for freedom. Again, even when they knew the odds were slim to none, uh, they still stepped up. They still scored their shoulders. We have to do the same. Stay with us. Coming up next, former Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam is going to join us talking about faith in the public square. Fascinating discussion. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.